On this podcast, we discuss medical diagnoses and procedures. All of the guests express their own opinions. You should always seek medical advice from a trained and credentialed professional when making decisions about your own health. Welcome to the Sleep Apnea Stories podcast. I'm Emma Cooksey, and I've been coping with sleep apnea since childhood. I didn't know anyone in my life with a sleep disorder, so I decided to start this podcast. I'm here to build community and provide a platform for people with sleep apnea to tell their stories. Together, we can shatter stereotypes and raise awareness. We'll be exploring all sorts of treatment options and lifestyle choices to help you live your best life with sleep apnea. This is Sleep Apnea Stories, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, it's Emma Cooksey here, and I'm your host. So this is being recorded right before the winter break. So if you're traveling, I hope your plans aren't too disrupted by all the latest COVID restrictions and all the things. I have been losing my mind this week trying to keep up with all the different lockdowns and like new restrictions and stuff. So looks like we're still going to Scotland as I'm recording this. So um, there will be new episodes of the podcast um, over the winter break. So look out for those on Wednesdays, but I will be in Scotland. <laughs> so today's conversation is with Dr. Dar Radfar. And Dr. Radfar has got a pretty interesting story himself of his own journey with sleep apnea. Um, so we dig into that a little bit, but he also has the professional experience of treating over 7,000 sleep patients in his dental practice. Um, so I like when people kind of see it from both sides, like they're a patient themselves, but they also treat other people. Um, he also has developed a natural sleep supplement called Rad Z, so we're going to talk a little bit about that too. So without further ado, here is today's conversation with Dr. Dara Radfar. So Dr. Radfar, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, my pleasure. So start off with where you are in the world, because I know that you're kind of like based in two places. Yeah, uh, right now I'm actually in uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, my practices are in California, near the Los Angeles area. So uh, I go back and forth. Um, I brought my supplement and my product line, which we'll get into. Um, that's really exciting into, uh, from Florida. So uh, I like the vibe here. The energy, the weather is pretty good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think your vibe and energy is different in Miami than it is in suburban Northeast Florida where I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's nice. You get to see both coasts. Um, yep. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast was just that you can speak to sleep apnea from a lot of different angles. Like you um, have sleep apnea yourself, but then you also... Um, work in dental sleep medicine so you are treating patients with sleep apnea um, and then there's the whole supplement side of it so did you want to start with your own personal journey with sleep apnea and like yeah. when in your life you started noticing symptoms and what that looked like uh, 
March of 2009, uh, I was a tender age of 32, uh, fell asleep at the wheel, um, crashed my car into a tree a block away from my house, got the airbags deployed. Uh, you know, you get out of the car, you have no idea what happened. It's a shock experience. Yeah. Um, I wasn't over, not overweight, not anything that would give me indications besides some daytime sleepiness um, throughout the day that I was feeling a little bit more tired. So and did you just, feel like things, like it was almost after this big crash right. that you started to kind of piece together how you'd been feeling yeah. before? Yeah. It, so it was so what like, did you notice in retrospect? Like, was yeah, there some I other was, stuff I mean, going uh, when, when you get out of the car and you see the smoke from the crash and I went to the front of the hood or, or the front of the car, I saw the tree, you know, halfway into the engine and and I'm like, I touched my hands, right? To see like, I look for blood, right? My first car accident in my life. Yeah. Um, and uh, go back, I was like, oh, let me go look at the driver's side and maybe my body's still in there. It made no sense that I was feeling no pain or anything like that or bleeding anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so luckily my body wasn't in there. Luckily my kids weren't in there. Um, and so that kind of propelled me into this world of, there's something going on. Uh, I fell asleep at the wheel. We've all had times where we're tired and, uh, you know, our bed partners say that we snore or, or uh, you know, there's certain signs and symptoms. And, and, you know, I basically got that, went through the process, right? Got a home sleep test done. Um, they gave me a CPAP machine. Unfortunately, I was one of the people who couldn't tolerate it. And in 2010, there's this mouthpiece that was approved by the American Dental Association. So guess who became the first patient in my office? Yours truly, right? Um, and that just propelled into this slew of um, me helping thousands of patients with their sleep. Um, I have my own home sleep testing company. Um, and now I have my own supplement for sleep. So it's just kind of been my passion, near-death experience uh, per se. Um, yeah. But you know, you you've heard the stories, right? I mean, you, your your understanding of the of the disease that is not being diagnosed and overlooked by so many physicians. Yeah. As a dentist, we look in the mouth um, every time you come in for a checkup and cleaning. There's signs of wear and tear, of clenching, grinding of your teeth that show patterns of of uh, sleep issues. Mm -hmm. um, and so, what do we all? What do we want at the end of the day? We want to be able to have enough energy to. Uh, Play with our loved ones our kids right we want to be able to have enough energy to go to the gym and work out we want to be able to not fall asleep at the wheel and i mean luckily it was a tree imagine if it was a family i would never be able to live with myself um and, and why I are know. we so lazy i call it lazy sometimes why are we so lazy to get it checked out why are we so afraid to know what's going on it's a, what do we do a third of our life sleep sleeping <laughs> a third of it why can't we make that the best you know, version of it um, and by getting tested to make sure there's there's no breathing issues. And then, of course, there's also the insomnia component, which we'll discuss. So apart from the, you said there was some daytime sleepiness you were coping with. And so was that just, you know, the way that I feel like in our culture, that's so common that everybody's okay. tired all the time and we just accept that as normal when it's actually not normal. Right. <laughs> so were you just kind of feeling tired, but drinking more coffee and not really you know thinking of it as a medical problem yeah it, you, you only think of it as like you just have more on your plate you got kids you've got a job you've got you go to the workout you just there's so many things on your mind and yeah 
really, at the end of the day, uh, some of the things that were signs were re acid reflux was something that was happening more often. Um, yeah. Phlegm in the morning. 60% um, of patients who have reflux is associated with apnea. Yeah. Uh, and so treat the apnea, You 60% of patients are treated with their reflux. But oftentimes, like I feel like, you know, people are oftentimes going to doctors and having those symptoms treated, right? They're being given, you know, something to take for the acid reflux, but they're not asking the deeper question of could right. it be sleep apnea related? Yeah, and, and that's the, like, I can see acid reflux in people's mouths because their enamel's more neck. Uh, mm -hmm. They've got more uh, gum recession uh, because of the acid and the, and the, the way that, you know, brushing aggressively and, and that, the acid and the, 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 the function of brushing can tear the gum. And so um, these are signs that I, I don't just tell them brush with a soft toothbrush and take Prilosec OTC or go talk to a GI doctor. Let's right. see why, right? But why is it What's happening in the first place? place? Exactly. Why is yeah. it happening? And, and once you treat the sleep, you see people getting less phlegm. Uh, and and the, uh, my supplement, RADZ, actually has a natural ingredient in there that reduces the phlegm and the mucus in your, in your breathing passages. That's one of the big things that we've been seeing when people are using it. And that's just a comfort feeling too, let alone uh, mm -hmm. the sleep uh, help that it provides. So um, as you said, you go to the physician, not that all physicians are like this. I work with a lot of medical doctors, but really they, if there's 13 big medical things that are associated with sleep apnea, such as cancer, such as heart attack, such as stroke, depression, acid reflux that we discussed, uh, excuse me for bringing Morning headaches. Morning headaches. Yeah. yeah TMJ issues, uh, yeah. erectile dysfunction. I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many variety of medical genres that we just touched. Yeah. Um, it behooves us if someone is have, has any of these issues to have the, you bring it up as a patient, as a person, your significant other, you're seeing them struggle for air at night, they're snoring, mm -hmm. uh, help them make an appointment. Let's, let's, get, let's get people to get a home sleep test or, to, or a sleep test to see, if, put the, put, rule that out, right? Uh, it not yeah. only changes your life medically, but also socially as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe sleep so with your bed partner. From, so you said the acid reflux, did you, were you a snorer? Did your wife notice that or? Yeah, uh, my, my ex-wife at the time, or my wife at the time, uh, she noticed that I was starting to snore. And, you know, especially if I was drinking a little bit of alcohol um, and it, no gasping, just snoring. So there wasn't, again, a, a waking up and feeling like, oh, there's something relatively wrong. And my AHI, my apnea hypopnea index was a 10 when I, when I took the test, which is right in the right in the middle of mild sleep apnea so yeah. that's enough for me to be part of that four percent statistic of all crashes being people who fall asleep at the wheel yeah. that's that's kind of what i've been that's that was unfortunate that i had to experience something traumatic like that yeah um, there's people who have heart attacks in the middle of the night uh, you know they have um, yeah. Uh, a stroke, uh, you know, mini strokes. It's, 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 I mean, I think, I think it's, it's one of those things where people, um, think that, you know, like full on falling asleep at the wheel is not that common, but it's actually very common. And yeah. so, like, that was my story. So I felt I had like a micro sleep at the wheel with my baby in the back seat and, you know, woke up just in time to slam on my brakes and avoid a collision but like it was just 
you know, microseconds. Like I right. could easily have have hit the truck in front of me. Right. So I think that um, it would be really great to have awareness at the point where people know these things to look for and they get tested and they get treated ahead of, like ahead of ever having to go through that, right? Right. This podcast is sponsored by Mute. Regardless of whether you have sleep apnea, use a CPAP machine, or just deal with allergies and congestion, you deserve a good night's sleep. Mute is here to help make that happen. A nasal dilator made from ultra-soft medical-grade polymers, Mute gently holds your nasal airways open, which increases airflow by an average of 38%. And that 38% improvement means more breathing, less snoring, and better sleep for you and your partner, or kids, or dog. The quality sleep your body wants and needs is well within reach. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better with Mute's comfortable and customizable fit. And, 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 and at the end of the day, the people who are watching this, who've been involved in sleep apnea or not, what do we want in life? Do we want to be able to just have that energy at work, have that focus? We want to, again, be able to have that energy with our children um, and to be able to just lead a better quality life throughout the day. And that starts at night. You can't recover from your workout. You can't recover from you know, just even, even a night of drinking, uh, you know, holiday parties and all this, eating all these foods, you know, if you're not sleeping well, you're not breathing well, so many things we take now uh, with Benadryl, Tylenol PM, Advil PM, Ambien, all these things can make you more groggy, make your apnea worse. It makes me crazy to know that there's people that are taking sleep aids, whether prescription drugs or drugs that are over the counter. And don't have their apnea checked because when your mind is shut off by a certain medication, including yeah. Benadryl, you're going to stay, get stuck in that, um, uh, the, the lack of oxygen going in, your, yeah. your mind's not going to wake you up, right? Um, I mean, I've definitely interviewed a number of people who have gone, um, I was about to say root, and then I get all self-conscious that Americans say route. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh. they've gone the route of, um, knowing they have they have a problem they're exhausted and they go to their doctor thinking they have insomnia and they get prescribed some sort of sedative when actually they have underlying sleep apnea and for untreated sleep apnea like you know my sleep specialist certainly always talks about you know it's a really bad idea to take sedatives if you have untreated sleep apnea because it relaxes everything like your throat muscles and everything and can really make it worse so it's a bit different for people who are on CPAP and there's something actually keeping your airway open but for people who don't have any treatment it's terrible right and you know sometimes uh we all have rough days we come home we make a couple drinks right um some people 
to do that. They're a couple glasses of wine or they're now relying on uh, in California, Colorado, there's a little bit more of the marijuana, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the allowance for that legally. So there's mm -hmm. been uh, people who, who do the more the downers of the marijuana and then are able to sleep better, um, including gummies that people are taking uh, that have uh, THC or CBD in it. And again, if you're air, there's a, there's an app that, that's out there called Snore Lab. Have you heard of it? Yeah. 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 So like the Snore Lab is a decent app to kind of hear yourself, <laughs> recording yourself, yeah. and, and it gives you a score, a snore score. It's called Snore Lab, L-A-B. I have no affiliation with it, but I have my patients um, download it and kind of like, let me listen to their snoring as, as sexy as that sounds. <laughs> um, and, and, it, and, and it's funny when, when you have these kinds of downers, let's call it, which is alcohol or even marijuana, uh, they've noticed Depressants. that it's, yeah, it, yeah. And so if you're not wearing the CPAP, as you said, or your oral appliance, um, and you're taking these things uh, to shut the mind and relax you, yeah, it's, it's a recipe for disaster for what the heart's going through to get oxygen to your brain. And you're pushing yourself more down that rabbit hole of all those medical conditions that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And so for you, did you, you mentioned that after your car crash, you became like the first patient in your dental practice to use a mandibular advancement device. So is that, was that like one and done that just solved your problem and you just stuck with that treatment and yeah, I actually did another sleep test, home sleep test with the mouthpiece in, and I yeah. saw that my HI levels were, were below five, and I, I noticed the difference, uh, yeah. especially, uh, I wasn't as grumpy in the morning, <laughs> that was grumpy Dr. Radfar was kind of like, oh, Dr. Radfar is grumpy today. Uh, I, I thought it was just me. Being Which is so of, funny because you're like the least grumpy person yeah, I've ever met. Yeah, it's, thank you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, you know, if we walk into an office, the dental office, for example, who loves going to the dentist, some of us, not most don't, you have to have a little bit of a, a bedside manner. We see you every three, four, six months. You have to have that happy. I love my patients. I mean, after 20 years of being a dentist, 12, almost 12 years of doing sleep apnea, nothing is more rewarding than seeing my patients, you know, smile and, and leave the office with a still a smile, whether it's a you know, a numb face and, and they <laughs> yeah. can't smile very well, right? Um, and, and being grumpy is another kind of like just moody. You're not very happy with yourself, let alone with your staff, let alone with um, your significant other, your kids. That's another indication. But yeah, that propelled me into um, doing more appliances and just looking at them, asking people, uh, how do you sleep at night? Do you, do you feel more tired throughout the day? Would you like me to help you? And, and that, that's kind of uh, been the staple going forward every patient that walks in that's a new patient or even existing patient, we ask them that, those questions. And so tell me how it works in your practice with sleep studies. Do you have at home sleep studies people use or, or how yeah. do they do that? Yeah, I refer them to the sleep apnea team, which is um, uh, part of my company that, um, that uh, we do home sleep testing. Uh, I've taught uh, courses for how to incorporate sleep apnea screening and treating with an oral appliance to dentists. I've done over 130 seminars now nationwide. Uh, I, I teach this stuff because uh, uh, I want to have more people, more dentists be able to know what to look for in people's mouths and have this conversation with, and the more patients we help, the more people we help, the more uh, likely we have that people live healthier lives and, and, and happier lives with more energy. So, um, 
after their home sleep test, we look over the results and see, okay, like you're mild or moderate, we can lean towards doing an oral appliance, a mandibular advancement appliance. If you're um, moderate, high moderate to severe, I definitely push towards uh, being referred to the sleep physician in my community to be able to do the CPAP uh, trial to, to give them a CPAP. I still can do the mouthpiece for people who are severe, um, but it, I, it's very challenging to get them down to healthy with just uh, an advancement. They really right. need air being blown down their throat with a CPAP machine. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit, I've had a number of um, dentists on the podcast and I know what I hear a lot about is um, problems with collaborating between sleep specialists and um, and especially I also hear a lot from the actual patient side of it, like they get frustrated because they go um, to a sleep specialist, they get given a CPAP machine, it doesn't work for them, you know, maybe works for them for a while and then do doesn't work long term for them. And then they'll go back and say, what else is there? And sometimes sleep specialists have relationships with um, dentists who specialize in this, but other times they don't. So it kind of leaves people having to then find the dentist themselves and whether it's covered under insurance and all that. So tell us a little bit about how you've built those relationships, because I think that's interesting for the dentist listening, but also patients. Yeah, uh, so you know when, when when that patient, let's say you come into my office, we test you, and your apnea levels are moderate to severe. Um, I'm hoping the severe the the consciousness that you have is like, wow, I need to get help, right? Yeah. And so I give the referral card for Dr. Mekian, who I've called, uh, who's a pulmonary uh, specialist, who provides the CPAP uh, study and the CPAP machine to the patient. He, he would be able to discuss with you. And before I do that, though, I'm calling these sleep physicians in my neighborhood and saying, look, I'm a dentist. We know oral appliances for some people, but a lot of people will require CPAP. Are you accepting new patients? Um, and if you are, I'd like to get to know who I'm referring my patients right. to. Right. It could to be make one that connection. Yeah, exactly. It could be just one patient a month that I'm referring for a CPAP, but then he or she, the sleep physician, will see that um, that there's a there's a we're working together, and so now I also provide them with my brochures and say, by the way, if anyone uh, for some reason cannot tolerate the CPAP, yeah, uh, I'm here to help them with an oral appliance, and I'll send them back to you. Now, one of my, the main things that I do, and every patient needs to hear this, and every person that has sleep apnea or thinks that they may have it. Is once you get tested, whether you go through a medical doctor, uh, through a sleep physician or a dentist uh, uh, that does this, um, and you can ask your dentist, you know, hey, do you treat snoring and sleep apnea? I think I may have a problem. Uh, and, and if they don't, they'll, 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 you may need to contact a, a sleep physician in your area, right? But one of the main things is any doctor that you see over the last couple of years, including a therapist, um, including, um, uh, you know, urologist, cardiologist, oncologist, endocrinologist, anyone really needs to know the results of your sleep apnea test and really needs to know that you're being treated for it. I've been able to get 30% of patients off high blood pressure medication by using an oral appliance because that's what uh, three out of 10 people who have high blood pressure is because they have apnea. You treat yeah. the apnea, the blood pressure goes down. Then they don't need to be on the medication anymore. Mm -hmm. So I communicate, I have a form 
that a patient fills out to list all the types of doctors, their name and phone number. If they don't have the number, we just Google it and find it, right? Yeah. Um, and I communicate with them with a letter, I call it letter to the MD, that says, uh, we have a mutual patient, uh, we've tested them with a home sleep test, doctor seeing a board certified sleep physician that works for the home sleep testing company, diagnosis of the patient is moderate, we're treating him with an oral appliance and possible CPAP. If you have any questions, let me know. The yeah. doctors in the community are noticing that we're, we're working with, you know, and trying to help their patients. Um, sometimes they'll get a little pushback, like, you're just a dentist, how are you doing this? Now they know. I mean, there's three treatment modalities really besides yeah. losing it. CPAP, oral appliance, or surgery, right? And, mm -hmm. and only a dentist can do an oral appliance. No medical doctor right. is licensed to do so. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you listen to the podcast, you know how many of the guests have dealt with mental health challenges along with sleep apnea. I have struggled with anxiety and depression for years and have found therapy so helpful in my journey. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. Visit betterhelp.com slash Emma. That's betterhelp.com slash Emma and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. There's a special offer for Sleep Apnea Stories listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Emma. Um, there's a dentist called Steve Lamberg. I don't know if you've read his book, um, but he wrote a book about all the different um not just underlying um condition like things where sleep apnea is the underlying condition causing like the high blood pressure or whatever but just other places where there's just a correlation where they've kind of seen and and the number of conditions is like 50 things so yeah so so that's I think a lot of like that's got to be the best practice right to get in touch with yeah. all these different doctors yeah. And they may, they may get this letter and be like, who the hell is Dr. Radfar in Thousand Oaks, California, talking about my patient who's diabetic type 2, right? And diabetes, that's one of the ones you're talking about. They're inter the worse your diabetes is, yeah. it could affect your apnea. So it's like um, there's, a, there's a lot of correlation between different medical fields. Yeah. Um, and, and the more we get these MDs to notice that us dentists are helping 
them screen the patient, um, the more likely they are to maybe they go, they see a patient and they go, hey, uh, how's your CPAP doing? Oh, I can't tolerate that. Well, you it's know, it's been in the drawer for two months, you know? Right, right, yeah. right. In the closet or in the drawer, right? Um, and then, of course, there's, you've heard of this, the, you probably talked about the recall issue with Philip. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. A lot of patients come in and go, I need an oral appliance. I can't use a CPAP, you know? Um, so like there's a lot of the communication, if an MD had an issue, they'd be like, oh, go to Radfar to be able to, you know, if you have an issue with your CPAP, he can help you with an oral appliance. Let's try that out. Because, I mean, what else do we got? Yeah, we right. don't have that much left in, the tool, yeah. in our toolbox. No, it's true. I mean, especially since the number of people I've talked to since the CPAP recall who are, I mean, essentially just on an indefinite wait to have their machine you know like to have a new machine sent it's just and they're kind of like some of them are being told stop using you know like the the advice was go to your sleep specialist and get their advice so some people have been advised to just stop using it and other people have been advised to carry on but it's like the people who have stopped using their CPAP machine are going with untreated sleep apnea so are pretty desperate for other solutions, you know? Yeah, and it only takes one night of bad sleep to be tired throughout the, the next day and have the traumatic yeah. thing that you and I all had, which is yeah. you know, a car accident uh, type of thing. So And the increased um, risk of stroke and heart attack and all yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah. It, it keeps me up at night. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. You know, I, I, my, my son, who's 13 years old right now, had sleep apnea surgery at two and a half years old. So I, I always wonder, like, why do these things happen in my life, right? Like, I'm a patient. I had a hard experience. Uh, I, I'm an advocate. My son, and so now I look at pediatric apnea, see if they're tonsils, adenoids. I refer to a pediatric ENT when they're young to have that evaluated. That's mm -hmm. why my son had that surgery and changed his growth pattern tremendously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um so and so that was, so so his so what was it that you noticed with him was it um, um open mic breathing at bit? night or yeah yeah you could you could see it any kid who snores oh he's got allergies oh he's like dad yeah the uh, red flag you got to go to a pediatric ent yes they're not trigger happy to do these surgeries please right. understand but they may be able to do certain things to open up that airway to be able to get that growth hormone production mental and physical growth is so severely affected yeah. uh, even before puberty. So, uh, you know, that, that was a big decision as a parent you got to make. Yeah. You're, you're the responsible parent to do this, make this decision. If you hear them snore or you hear them like have any sort of obstruction when they're sleeping, mm. uh, or grinding even, their teeth sometimes too. Um, or or even when, when I interviewed um, Dr. David McIntosh is a pediatric ENT in Australia. And when I interviewed him, I was really interested that he he said, like, does it even need to be snoring? Like open mouth breathing, like if they're habitually breathing through an open mouth at night, but also like if you notice that during the day, that's not normal and that can right. affect their development. Yeah. And the reason why sometimes we, that open mouth breathing occurs is if your kid has allergies, if your kid has, right. uh, you know, they play sports and sometimes they get in the nose and... That's what happened to me when I was nine years old playing basketball. I, my deviated septum can't breathe through one side, I became a mouth breather. Mm -hmm. So that was a contributing factor. When you become a mouth breather as a child, it contributes to snoring down the line. Nasal breathing is, is obviously what we want to get. So we got to fix this 
to be able to have that breathing occur. So, so for that, people you know, listening, you're saying your nose. <laughs> yes, yes. Fix your nose. Your nose, yes. Um, so, so, you know, that my son going through it, me going through it, doing a few thousand appliances over a 12 year period, about 20 months ago, I'm starting to get the, you know, the, the, the anxiety type patient coming in. I'm checking their appliances. I'm asking, I check their appliances every six months. And how's, how are you sleeping? Uh, well, the appliance seems to be working, but I can't shut my brain off. So I've been doing some Xanax, like half a Xanax. And then I, I sometimes need to take like two channel PM. I, I, okay, like how often do you do that? Oh, uh, like every night. Wow. I, it's amazing how I never asked if they're taking any sleep aids uh, right. because it, I felt like it's not in my genre because I'm, I'm a dentist, right? So I don't prescribe that. But it's all, it's all connected, right? Right. Like, right. yeah. Right. So, so uh, when, when I hear this, constant feedback of uh, and look not to put down someone who needs the mind to be calm i mean we're all going through a lot of changes and we're on this this year blue, has been a lot for exactly, a lot of people blue screen yeah more we're doing zoom more which yeah the mind needs to calm down when you're mm -hmm. so um the stress and anxiety from covid definitely pushed us to a to a level that we've never experienced as a human race and so I kind of got in the driver's seat and said, well, why are, and I was experiencing it too. Like I was worried about working in people's mouths. Do you, you realize yeah. like, the dentist is like, it's like a frontline um, yeah. spray of saliva. Yeah, and, like and, if you read, so that's really interesting because my, uh, one of my friends in Scotland is her dad's a dentist and she manages his dental office. And when they were looking at reopening, she was like reading some of the research and the spray and the, you know, like Aerosol. it, yeah, that, that was, you know, they were exposed to was just, I mean, it's like being in, in a medical, you know, it is like being in a medical setting and there's only yeah. so much you can do with PPE and, and all that. So yeah, that's yeah. really stressful. Yeah. So, so that kind of caused me to look at, I'm like, maybe I should take some Tylenol PM because I had some nights where I was like really concerned about my staff about my own mother. What if I get sick yeah. and then go home and see my mom and get her sick? So mm -hmm. I, I, I wait. I go, no, look, I'm trying to be more healthy, the rad health life, uh, you know, type, type of lifestyle, which is, the, so I tried different kind of formulations of natural ingredients. And I realized there's actually an ingredient, amino acid, that helps lower snoring and sleep apnea. Um, and it's been clinically shown in NIH.gov studies. It's called N-acetylcysteine. So if you uh, Google NAC and sleep apnea, you'll see clinical studies and done uh, that show a 30% reduction in sleep apnea, uh, a 52% reduction in snoring sound, that's how loud, and 55% reduction in snoring time during a certain sleep uh, so time. Is that, so is that because that ingredient reduces inflammation or, or yes. why do they it's think an that? It's an antioxidant and it's a, it's a, it removes the mucus from your breathing passages and in mm. your lungs. Mm. Actually NAC or even now called L-cysteine, the, the amino acid cysteine um, is being treated uh, as a, prof, uh, as, as with someone who has COVID. It's a recommendation along with zinc along with vitamin C and D3 to be able to have people be breathe better uh, since COVID is a lung issue. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not making a, a, a blanket statement for people what sh- they should be taking if they have COVID. But and we're definitely not giving medical no. advice of any kind. <laughs> no, but, uh, but I'm, I'm looking at these L-tryptophan and I'm looking at, oh, which is found in Turkey, if you got Thanksgiving dinner and got sleepy, there's, it's not just because you ate a lot, there's a lot of tryptophan in there. Um, valerian root, which is an herb, L-theanine, which is anti-anxiety, anti-insomnia, um, uh, trace amounts of melatonin, all these kind of help synergistically put people to sleep, stay asleep, and also breathe better. Um, and that's why I formulated RAD-Z, uh, is to be able to have this natural ability to sleep, calm the mind, and also breathe while you're sleeping, like almost like a meditation yoga type breathing. Mm-hmm. And that 15 amino acid allows for that. That's the unique component um, in, in the natural supplement. My patients love it. Um, it's it's uh, the National Football Players Association has tried it when I gave it to them at, a, at a, uh, the um, Academy, the Sleep and Breathing Academy, and they have uh, backed it. Um, so I'm really proud of something that is more natural. Uh, and now it's, I'm starting to make more natural stuff, uh, supplements for your gums, so your gums don't recede, called Rad Mouth. I made a jaw supplement for people who are clenching and grinding. Another uh, pandemic that I've been seeing in my office is yeah. stress and Definitely. Uh, that's, that's causing people to break teeth uh, and jaw pain and blocking and popping and clicking. And it's just, you can't just give a night guard uh, right. as a dentist or, or inject both. But they do, like, mouth. oftentimes that's that's a whole thing. Like, the yeah. dentist will do like a regular night guard. And actually, sometimes that makes sleep apnea worse. Yes. So it's yes. definitely so, good to go to a specialist dentist yes. who knows about yeah. sleep medicine. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing is a lot of the listeners, I mean, it's amazing how many people have clenching, grinding, popping, clicking of the jaw. Yeah. And it's, I have stress. Well, I, I, I kind of make these things like, don't chew gum. <laughs> Please, that, 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 that's making the muscle called the masseter and the temporalis that cause clenching stronger. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't eat raw whole almonds, buy sliced almonds, never chew ice. These <laughs> exasperate your PMJ joint and make things overwork. Um, and I don't like I sliced don't almonds though. I like I know, <laughs> I know but it, it, raw whole almonds require a lot of crunch and force. Right. Uh, and it only takes, um, you know, a little bit of a muscle activation and then boom, you're clenching like crazy at nighttime. And even throughout the day, we catch ourselves driving on the computer. Um, and, and it's, so, it's, you can only do so much by telling yourself. So my supplement rad jaw, uh, helps with inflammation of the, the, the joints, um, and, and, and the muscle to be able to clench less and rebuild fluid. I've had patients, uh, they're mm-hmm. popping and clicking get better. So I, you sent me some of the Rad Z stuff and I tried it oh, out okay. and uh, I liked it. <laughs> um, it's been, it's been a number of years um, since I, I definitely was that person you just were talking about of, I've always had anxiety and depression run, running along with having sleep apnea. And even after I got treated with the CPAP, it took me year. I mean, like it definitely took me six months to get used to it. But then even over the years, you know, like I had certain times where I needed changes to pressure or I had a different mask or so over that time, like, yeah, I was definitely that lady going to the doctor saying I'm so anxious and what can I do? I just need to sleep. And, um, and I definitely never got to the point of like, 
half a Xanax pill like every night, but every so often, like, you know, I would use that to help me sleep. And so since more recently, I haven't really needed anything like that as much, but every so often I would take like a melatonin or something um, to help. So, um, but yeah, I tried it out and I didn't feel like my main thing with anything that helps you sleep is I don't want to feel groggy and weird the next day. And it de definitely didn't make me feel weird. I mean, I definitely slept. I think, I think, you know, I'm maybe not the ideal person just because I'm not having too many issues right now, but like I definitely compared with Xanax or, or um, you know, what are the other things like NyQuil, like Tylenol, Ny PM, yeah, or, Benadryl, NyQuil, all that uh, kind of stuff. Like they'll make you feel yeah. terrible the next day. So, you know, not to mention um, your your kidneys and your liver have to detox these things, right? right? If we're taking Tylenol PM more than every night, some people are taking it. That's yeah. not good for your acetaminophen poisoning is a thing, especially yeah. when you're drinking alcohol. Um, and and actually the cysteine ingredient that, that, that I'm so proud of discovering, um, it acts as a antioxidant for your liver um, and for your kidneys. So it's been treated, used for um, liver toxicity with people who have alcohol uh, poisoning um, and, and actually good for a hangover. So that's why when you take RADZ's, you're not, it, you're not supposed to have that hangover feeling. If anything, the cysteine is helping you with that hangover feeling. Mm. Uh, that you could have from um, from any other type of medications or, or alcohol that you had. So um, it's the only thing about sleep supplements or any supplement. If you're already taking Xanax, Ambien on a daily basis, nightly basis, and then all of a sudden you take that away and you take a bottle of Rad Z's and you take two every night, you're not going to have the same effect as Ambien right. or, or Xanax. It's right, going to take it's a not little nearly as strong. Exactly, and yeah. that's the whole point. We should, right. I don't want to be giving, we shouldn't be taking these strong nar uh, narcotics, really. Yeah. Wow, well, that's a mission. Good for you. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, what, what, what's your goal? What are you trying to do with this podcast? Which I brilliantly love all the guests that you have. I listen to all of them. What's our goal? We're trying to get people to sleep Our better. goal is, uh, so there's a bunch of different goals. Um, we want to spread awareness so that the statistic about 80% of people with sleep apnea are undiagnosed goes way down. That's right. one of the goals. Um, another goal is to just share stories of what people look like who have sleep apnea so that people right. can see it's not old, overweight men that are the right. only people or truck drivers, you know, that are the only people who have this. It's like anybody off the street. Right. right. Um, so that's a lot of the awareness stuff. So actually, um, I'm going to be working more with um, a nonprofit called Project Sleep who are in California. And they've done a wonderful job of raising awareness about narcolepsy. And so I'm joining them to try and help raise awareness with some similar programs. Um, so they have a speaker series where they um, educate people. It's called Rising Voices. And they educate people with the sleep disorder, in this case, sleep apnea, um, over six weeks to build a presentation that they can give to doctors and um all all over the place like a lot of actually like experience and knowledge of sleep apnea is pretty low in a lot of you know generally trained doctors they don't get a lot of 
um, sleep disorders training. So it's, it's trying to train people with the condition to go into their own community and to spread the word about their experience and like, you know, just, just raising awareness of the kind of people who can have sleep apnea. So that's one program I'm going to help them with a lot. Um, and as far as me personally, I think I'm going to write a book about navigating right. sleep apnea as, you know, a regular person. <laughs> And right. just kind of a lot of the stuff that I've learned from interviewing all these different people. So that's kind of like 2022 is going to be a big year. So my right. plan is to write a book next year. Um, and also I'm going to be working with Project Sleep to really try and raise awareness. And, and what I love about Project Sleep is they do things globally. So they have World Narcolepsy Day where they've brought together all of the different um, nonprofits and um, different groups across the world who have anything to do with narcolepsy and they sort of come up with one day and they all work together to raise awareness for all of their different nonprofits. so we want something similar for sleep apnea so like yeah are they working with dentists at all so they're going to be now that I'm involved okay great because you know um guess what doctor is seen the most frequently in someone's lifetime in, right. at, at least in this country, yeah. in, the US, in the U.S., for example, mm -hmm. um, it's more likely you're seeing a dentist uh, at least once or twice a year for your checkup and cleaning. Yeah. It's less, and, and that starts from, from being super young, right? Um, and goes for, for until the, our last days. And uh, it's really, and we look in the mouth as a dentist. So really, mm -hmm. if there's any dentist listening out there, just even if you're not knowing how to do this, you can look in the mouth, you can ask questions. If you see the signs of grinding, large scalloping tongue uh, on the side of the tongue, please just ask the, just get the awareness out there. How yeah. do you sleep at night? Is anyone telling you you're snoring? Are you more tired? I know it's an embarrassing question sometimes to ask, do you snore? And you can ask this, how well do you sleep? Oh, I sleep great. Okay, great. Um, you know, just notice that sometimes looking in the mouth, maybe your airway, it looks it could be obstructed when you sleep if you ever have any sleeping issues please talk to your physician um or if you do it as a dentist uh hopefully you can help them by referring them for a home yeah sleep test. yeah so i mean i think that there's enough of us like like one of the big things i've learned from doing the podcast is just the number of people um the number of dentists we need to involve in the conversation the number of like general practitioners who need to be part of the conversation and as well as a wider understanding and awareness among the general public. And what's the barrier that we have as a, a general person that thinks they may have this issue is the sleep test, right? Right. And you could request a home sleep test. I, I, know, I know I didn't have time. I still don't have time to go sleep in a lab. Right. Uh, but, you know, at least that's a starting point to see if there's apnea. Uh, and, and a home sleep test can be uh, provided through a dentist who knows uh, a training in sleep apnea or, or your physician. And, and even if you're going through people, oh, what is my insurance cover? Yeah, Medicare covers it. Yeah. Go to your Medicare provider. Uh, they, almost all pulmonologists nowadays uh, accept Medicare. I mean, that's part of their, their, their main patient pool is over 65. Mm -hmm. um, and then, oh, Kaiser, yeah, you go to a, uh, a, your Kaiser doctor, primary care, they'll refer you to a sleep specialist yeah. and you could request a home sleep test. Because uh, again, you want to go sleep in a lab, COVID, time, issue. No, I mean, it's, I get it. 
Uh, that comes that. up again yeah. and again, like especially yeah. um, I actually this last week I was interviewing Ernestine Key, who um, her husband unfortunately passed away from um, he had a massive stroke as a result of undiagnosed sleep apnea and passed away. And so she was talking about that, like how how difficult it is to to get somebody to go to an in-lab sleep study. Like a lot of people don't want to do it and it doesn't fit with their life. So yeah, it's making those things more accessible and looking at, you know, ways we can get more and access to that. Talking model. a little bit about inflammation. Um, I think also, unfortunately, what we're eating, the, the, um, our diet has a lot to do with inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so infl inflammation in our airway can happen as well. Um, and that's where we see the reflux coming up and getting more phlegm in the morning. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to hurt like heartburn. For it, for it to be a red flag, mm -hmm. um, just enough phlegm, that, like that clearing of your throat, like grandpa clears his throat, uh, that you hear is not normal. And, right. and again, a sleep test could, could give us an indication of why this is happening. And inflammation um, is, is a big thing and, and diet is a big thing. So, uh, you know, it, we want to cover all aspects. That's why you really got to talk to your physician uh, to get you referred for a, for a sleep test. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with you and I really appreciate your time. And thank, thank you, you so much for taking time to talk to me. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and for your, all the listeners, um, when you go to radzzz.com, uh, there'll be a promotion there until uh, for another couple months or so. So you guys can try the product. Okay. I can link that down in the show notes and people can Perfect. find it there. Great. Cool. Thanks so much for listening. I love hearing from you. If you'd like to be featured in an upcoming episode, please email me at sleepapneastories at gmail.com. That's also the place to get in touch if you just want to say hi or ask a question. Alternatively, you can always reach me on Instagram. My handle there is at sleepapneastories. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. This really helps a wider audience to find the episodes and I really appreciate it.